Hello and welcome to our podcast episode on the film and theatre industries. I'm one of your hosts, Harry, and I'm joined with co-host Greg and Luke. We'll be discussing the ins and outs of both industries, the impact COVID has had on them, and we have a special guest at the end who has kindly agreed to be interviewed by us. So stay tuned for the whole episode so you don't miss out. So guys, recent films. Seen any lately? Yeah, recently I saw the um, new Wes Anderson film, The French Dispatch. What about you, Luke? Uh, recently I saw Dune. It's a great film. Oh, yeah, that Dune? Oh, I, lo- I love Dune. It's a great film. It sets up for the sequel very well. It didn't actually inspire me to buy the book, which I, I don't read. What's it about? It's about space politics, mainly in a universe like 10,000 years in the future. It's pretty good. A bit like Star Wars? A bit like Star Wars, more space politics. And it's, it's, it looks amazing. Oh, actually, these, like, these special effects are actually amazing. Harry, what's the movie you've seen recently? I saw No Time to Die a couple of weeks ago. The new James Bond movie. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, I'm of the opinion that James Bond movies are massively overrated. I think they're all pretty rubbish. Uh, Some of them aren't great, but most of them are pretty good, and that one is very good. Have you seen it? I I have seen it. It is, yeah. I just think that just because a movie has a massive budget doesn't mean it's a great movie, and it did have a massive budget, and I thought it was pretty rubbish, to be honest. I just, there wasn't anything happening. It was a good movie. It's the kind of movie that you finish watching, and it doesn't leave an impression on you. You watch it, it was fine. How did that not leave an impression on you? Well, you see, a a movie like The French Dispatch, it it leaves something etched in the viewer's skull. It's so interesting. And it leaves an impression on you. It's a different kind of film. Whereas oh, yeah. the James Bond about, movie is just the same as everything else. Well, what's the French Dispatch? What's the French Dispatch about? Well, the French Dispatch is an anthology film about what several anthology writers. Mean? Anthology is s- several different storylines throughout a film. So throughout the film, you learn about these different writers and what they did for the French Dispatch, which is a newspaper. And honestly, I was very invested in the film, and it did leave an impact on me. That's, so That's Wes Anderson, isn't it? So that is Wes Anderson, Harry. It's his new film. I thought it was pretty great. I'm so happy. Anyway. Are you guys going to see Top Gun? That's Obviously. out in a week. I love the first one. For two uh, weeks? I didn't know Top Gun was coming out. Yeah, it's the Top sequel. Top Gun I am so excited The Top Gun yeah. what? sequel of what? The, the, the sequel of Top Gun. Gun. What? Yeah, so Top oh, Gun was a movie in the 90s. Great and film. Tom, Tom Cruise, you know. And he he's looks m- the exact same as he looks now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the second one is out in like two weeks. Is it in two weeks? Oh, I see. Oh, or a week, close. I think. Oh, I'm excited for that. Is it, is it a big good. movie release? Is everyone... I think so, yeah. Everyone's excited to see it. My dad's excited Where to see it. Where are you going to see it, Harry? I like the original. <laughs> I don't know. Dunleary, Dundrum, Still Oregon, possibly. So what would be one of your favourite movies of all times and some of the best trilogies that you know of? Um, I don't know. I like um, the Dark Knight trilogy. The Christopher Nolan. Dark Knight. I like those movies. They're pretty good films. Myself, um... I like the original Star Wars trilogy, and I like That's the prequel trilogy. Even though it's kind you of you like the prequels. I enjoy. They're they're good films. They're funny films to watch. They're not the best films, but I enjoy the prequels. Yeah, they're not. They're not the best films. They're not the best films. Sequels. They're they're, they're terrible. I hate the sequels. I like the on Pirates of the yeah. Caribbean. I thought each film just got better. I, I thought. thought I you thought, thought each film great. got better. Uh, as it went on, the films uh, just got better. Great. No, no, no. It's, it, they got worse as they, they went they on. They struck gold with the first one, and then they just kept getting worse. They didn't know what they. That's no, what happens. You know they made the on... movie and then no, they thought it was like... good, so they decided to make a sequel. But they didn't realize what third. was good about the first but one. But you know the yeah. scene on the beach where he's like surrounded by all those white rocks? That's a great scene. Okay, one <laughs> scene from three, from two movies. It's, it's, yeah. it's a, it, there are some good movies and they're pretty funny. They're, yeah, okay. They're, they're fun movies, yeah. They're fun movies. I wouldn't call them great. Well, that's probably the same relationship I'd have with James Bond movies. Ah, James Bond movies. I Austin think Powers, have you seen them? I have. They're very. Except the little bald guy. Yeah. Mini me. Yeah, it is. Did you like them? I I love the Austin Powers movies. They they got better with time. They did. 
They were very good. You should see them. They're like parodies on James Bond. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's very good. Is it like, what was the old English one? Monty Python? That was a parody or something else. They were, they were, that was, was just funny a, Monty Python's just a parody on everything, pretty it's much. A, I like Monty Python. It's very funny, though. Yeah. So you're a Wes Anderson fan? Yeah, I am. Uh, <laughs> I'm a big fan of uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel. Uh, I watched that Ooh, for the first time relatively recently, and I, I thought it was just great. It was it was what funny. Is that? It's about um a hotel. The guy a guy who runs a hotel and he's basically he's framed for murder and he's basically just trying to go around and prove that it wasn't him and yeah. get, get a painting boy with apple. But it's it's a very funny. <laughs> is film. it a comedy? Yeah, it, well, it's a comedy. Yeah, yeah any very funny. actors in it. Oh uh, yeah, Ray Fiennes, uh, Sir Ronan. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, we all know her. Yeah, and then I liked Marriage Story as well with Adam Driver. I thought that was really um, good. What's his name? Kylo Ren. Yeah, the guy yeah. who plays Kylo Ren. He's pretty good. Very part of the sequel trilogy. That was that was recent, wasn't it? Like that was in like twenty eighteen. I think it won an oh, Academy. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it did actually. Yeah, Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. Oh. What about you, Luke? Directors. Uh, directors. Yeah. Probably Christopher Nolan. Mainly because he's choice. the only director I already know. Yeah, I feel like any movie in particular of his. Um, um, I like I know the second Bat Dark Knight trilogy, like the second movie in there, is the better one. But I yeah. do I enjoy the third one with Bane. Third I one. I just feel it's got Bane and then it's got Bat. I feel like it's and a Robin good as well, isn't it? I think it does. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like I know it's it's not as good as the second one. I can admit that, but I I think it's a fun. I one. I think it's a lot longer as well. Oh yeah, it's much longer. I thought. So then, who's your favorite director, Harry? Ooh. I am gonna have to go with either David Fincher or Alfred Hitchcock. And of those directors, what would be your favorite movie of them? Um, like I really liked The Social Network and Fight Club. So who who directed The Social Network? The Social Network, the one with the scene with the sandals, and it's got um. The Social Network, Andrew Garfield. Yeah, it's the one about Facebook. Oh, I love that. So David Fincher did The Social Network. He also did like Seven and Fight Club, and they're all brilliant. I wasn't Seven. a big fan of the social network to be honest. Really? It didn't blow me away, no. I, I, I thought it was very I good. I thought Jesse Eisenberg was just yeah, he just didn't really fit the Mark Zuckerberg oh, guy. I thought Mark I mean, Zuckerberg would have to be a bit weirder to be honest. Yeah. It's I, a movie though. It's, it's yeah. based on real life. And then Alfred Hitchcock, um not many people like him because he's very old, but I liked a couple of his movies like Rear Window. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that was that's the one where um is that a guy and he's he's broken his leg? He's in a wheelchair and then yeah, he like yeah, yeah. witnesses a murder yeah. through his back window. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I know about that one. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I, I mean the, the CGI good. isn't great, but it's a good movie. Oh yeah. So, are any of you a fan of Marvel movies? They're fun watches. I used to be, like, but yeah. would you say you're a fan of them? Nah, Not really. For DC, if I'm being honest. But like, you do like some kind of superhero oh, yeah. movies. Yeah, I do. I do enjoy superhero. So kind of, what would you say about Martin Scorsese saying that they're just not cinema? What would you like disagree with that or? I disagree in a way, you know. They are cinema, and there is some story there, and they do put effort into them. But they're not. They're not the. They're, like they're not the best films. They're yeah, I'd agree. Cause shoot, like, shoot, bang, bang. It's just barely any of it is actually in the real thing. It's just computers doing all the CGI edits. Yeah. And then the acting doesn't need to be as good then, because so it's all done on the from. computer. So if, it, if it, we're talking about the acting now, we could probably shift over to theatre and yeah. kind of things like that. So Luke, what kind of, what theatre shows have you seen recently? If any. Um, it's, it's been a while, but, but I remember before the pandemic, I saw Blood Brothers. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. In school, yeah, yeah. So what I did was, you kind of think of that as a play? It was interesting. That was my first ever, I think, theatre production I've ever seen. It was very good. I enjoyed it. It was a 
I thought the book was better because for me at least I could understand more. I was quite far yeah. back in the theater. It was hard to look at the stage. But it was, it was, it's interesting being in a theater compared to a cinema. Yeah, it's nice when it's live and yeah. that's it. Were you quite impressed at kind of the work that I'd have to go into it, kind of like learning everything oh, yeah. and presenting it out like that? Like and also the way the yeah. stage would change within yeah. seconds where it seemed. It was Actually, I saw a very good play. It was um, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child in New York. That was amazing. You were in New so York. Like, I was, yeah. Um, I read so that's the book like, of that and I thought it was absolutely awful. I hated the, I hated the book. The book wasn't great, but the play was amazing. <laughs> so you like, just screwed over Harry, that's like I'm being honest. Spells and witches and all. So they had to like fly and stuff and they managed to do all that. And it, yeah. Like you could obviously know that wasn't real, but it looked pretty believable. Super high production kind of. Yeah, it was it was very good. I saw Warhorse and the board gosh oh, a while yeah. ago, and oh, I thought I that was. I've read the book. Yeah, the Michael Morpurgo one. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was really good because like there were like people under the horses. It was like animatronic and kind of thing, oh, yeah. and you could see the people. But I think very quickly you kind of forgot that they were there. Yeah, that's what makes theater great because you know it's not real, but then. Mm. Was yeah. it as still as sad as the book was? It was still as sad as the book was. I found myself absolutely devastated when fake horses were dying. The book made me depressed for a couple weeks. My sister hated me after I made her read it. Yeah, (laughs) the Michael Monforgo books are all absolutely brutal. Are you guys in any theatre? Any plays? Yes, Harry, I am. Are you? I'm in a rendition of Grease. Are you? You have to wrath down, yeah. I'm Johnny Casino, Harry. Who's Johnny Casino? I sing at the prom. I'm the lead singer of the band. Oh, isn't he like a four-year-old guy? No, he's, just, he's, fresh out, he's fresh out of school. So what's it like acting? I mean, it hasn't been like pr- produced yet, but what's it like rehearsing and stuff? Uh, it makes you kind of appreciate how much work actually has to go into productions like this because yeah. you don't really realise when you're watching something like, for example, La La Land, even though that's not a play, like with the huge choreographed dance scenes, you just don't really appreciate how much work would actually have to go into that until you're doing it yourself. Yeah, so especially when it's theatre. So yeah, it's, one it's shot. harder as well, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm I'm on the I'm actually on the crew for the senior musical. As am I. It's yeah, with um, Mount Anvil, it's Jesus Christ Superstar. So, kind of, what's it like seeing how much work actually has to go in, not just to what you see, work. but what goes in behind the scenes? Yeah, like so, we have to do all the set and everything. We have to the get advertising changed. The direct, like the director sees something, he wants to change. We have to do all over. Yeah, again. and then we also get time. to see rehearsals, which look. Oh, they look. They look amazing. difficult. They look like hard work. So still, it's, I think it's we can all agree that acting and the whole industry is just, it's very challenging. It's a yeah. tough industry and you need to be you need to be bred for it. You need to be ready for it. So now we're going to turn on to someone who is Shane O'Regan. So Shane, how long have you actually been acting and what's that like for you? Um, I Well, I, I mean, I've been doing like speech and drama since I was about five years old. Yeah, but uh, I I started kind of re- I realized probably at around sixteen that it could actually be a career, um, and that's kind of when I not really forewent studying uh, or like regular kind of academic stuff, but uh, but I definitely like put my focus more on the creative side of things of acting and things like that. So and then I went to the Gaiety School of Acting in twenty twelve and graduated in twenty fourteen. I've been doing that ever since uh, how did you get your start as an actor and what were the challenges you faced trying to get your name out there and become more established um i mean i, I don't really know I, I suppose i went to i went to drama school which is a big help for for me anyway it was uh, i know some people don't need it but or don't want it but yeah i just went to drama school and kind of got to know the industry that way and then when when i came out of drama school i had a couple of opportunities to do shows and i just kept Generally, in this career, work begets work. 
Uh, that's what I would always think. Uh, and so one job kind of led to the next, and then eventually they just kept growing, basically. It is like a, a notoriously difficult industry to kind of break into, and it does have a reputation of being quite rough to actors. So how would how would you say that your your kind of experience with that would have been? Did you find it really challenging, or did you find it quite easy? No, I mean it's 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 always challenging, you know, to because there's there's just so many actors and so little parts. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's always going to be challenging. But like the great thing about working in Ireland, anyway, is that we have such a small industry and everyone kind of knows each other and everyone supports each other. Like there's not there's not a huge amount of egos in Ireland. Yeah. You know that 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 people are, who are going to try and make it hard for you and all of the casting people in Ireland. Um, and the directors and people who are giving you the jobs are all nine times out of ten really lovely people. So that always helps. Yeah. So um, you do some theatre and you do some film. What would you kind of say you prefer working on? Um, that's it's funny. That question's always asked, but it it you kind of prefer what you're doing at the time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've done a huge amount of theatre in comparison to film. So at the moment, I'm kind of. I'm a little bit more interested in pursuing a bit more film just to just because I haven't done it as much and I want to kind of work at it. Yeah, so um, you were recently in Philadelphia, here I come in the Cork Opera House. So my question is kind of like, what was it kind of like getting up there in front of you know, a big audience? Was, was it a bit daunting after a while or did you kind of oh, you got yeah. used to it? Yeah, the, 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 it was two years since, I, since I'd done anything. I was in a play, I was in the second week of rehearsals on the 13th of March when the Taoiseach made the announcement that everything was shutting. So that was the last time I'd, like I'd done it during the pandemic. I did a couple of things of my own and like worked on like development where you're just sitting in a room with other actors. Like, yeah. But uh, God, yeah, the first time we got to the first show and it was 600 people allowed into the, to the opera house and Madge called me on stage. And the, as I was about to make my entrance, I was shaking and I was literally thinking to myself, why? Why do I do this for a job? Yeah, but then uh, it you know it 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 got by it got better and better, and then we 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 came into our stride again, and and it was like nothing had ever happened basically, which is lovely. And kind of on that, you know, how COVID did COVID really affect your career, and did it kind of did you feel kind of limited that you weren't able to get out and audition and kind of put yourself out there, or did you kind of take it in your stride? Ah, uh, no, it was it was pretty it was pretty difficult time to be fair. Yeah. Uh but you know you these things happen and and even non-covid times sometimes you just don't work for six months and you just gotta you just gotta find ways to keep yourself creative it's always about making something doing some type of art whether it be in your life or in your career just always creating and doing something that you're passionate about because you know that's what this job's all about like it's not about well, I mean, it is about success, but you you define what success means for you, and for me, it certainly doesn't mean fame and fortune. It means creating the best thing possible. So I just tried as much as possible to keep myself like writing and 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 just watching movies and reading books and stuff like that. But but yeah, it was it was it was it was a, it was a bad time for all that. Yeah. So like, kind of on that, you were kind of talking a bit about some kind of audition. So how do you kind of get over? not getting a role for audition and kind of keeping the motivation going and just continuing to audition and dealing with setbacks uh it's just you know it's 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 funny like it's at the at the beginning of my career i found it very hard um but eventually you just learn that it like you know 
it, you getting a no doesn't mean you're not good enough to do the role. It means you're not suited for what they are looking for. Yeah. So it's none of it's personal, and you just have to take it as that and just keep keep going on. You know, like it was. I can't remember. I think it was Stella Adler. I've, I'm going to butcher this quote, but I think it might have been. It's one of the method guys in America said for this career, you need the skin of a rhino and the heart of a child. Yeah. So it's like you know the the you have to. You just have to keep yourself open and kind of brush them off, you know? It's not for you. But one thing I've always found is that no matter what happens, all the bad things that might happen, like all the no's or whatever you get, um, it's all leading somewhere. Like you're on your path for a reason. And when you get to a certain place and look back, you'll be like, oh, it's brilliant that I didn't get that job because now I landed this one, you know? So there's yeah, always definitely. a reason for it. Uh, now I'd like to focus on your film career. I saw that you recently released the short film Control at the Kerry Film Festival, and I was just wondering what it was like, you know, seeing how that film came together and how many people have been working on it. Yeah, well, that was a bit mental because we, uh, I live, uh, I live in a house with like a couple of other people, and and once somebody left, and a new girl came in who happened to be a director of photography. And we both just needed to make something. Uh, so, so I just wrote a script and we just filmed it. So it was myself, Hannah McGlynn, who was the director of photography, and then her friend, who is now a good friend of mine, called Quilcha Cahill. And the three of us were the core people making that entire film over like three or four weeks. And then I edited it and did all everything else for it that I didn't know how to do. So it was all just like learning on the go and... And the fact that it even got in, like, I mean, I was making that because I had to, like, I needed to make something. But, yeah, I mean, the fact that it got into a film festival and it's it's currently doing a, a bit of a run now, it, it, that's just the icing on the cake. Like, I, I'm, I'm ecstatic about that. But it was it was absolutely mental because I'd never made a film before. Um, and we were all just kind of doing it because we, we kind of needed to make something. And, and it was very personal to me that what the film is about and everything. So it was kind of a little bit terrifying at all times. Do you kind of feel that making a film and kind of doing other aspects of the film industry that like writing, editing would kind of, it helps you as an actor? Do you kind of feel that it gives you kind of a little sense of what the other guys are doing, helps you deliver a better performance? Uh, I don't know about delivering a better performance. I mean, maybe it's easier to, to I actually find it harder to perform my own writing because um, I think I'm always in editor mode. Yeah. But, um, but certainly writing and producing your own work and stuff like that. That's something that the Gaiety School of Acting really focuses on. Um, and it's because then you are in control of your career. You're not waiting for the phone to ring. You're not waiting till you get an agent if you don't have one. You know, you are just, you are making, you are the thing that is creating your work and then nothing can stop you. You know, no one, no one, no one's in the way. It's just you making stuff happen. So. Yeah, definitely. Did yeah. You, so was it a little bit challenging or did you kind of just love making the film? Was there anything that was kind of making you feel a bit like, oh, I don't want to get up and film today or I don't want to write today? Or were you oh. kind of just loving it? Yeah, no, no, no. The whole the whole process was, I, I like it, it, I was it was in a difficult time in my life, uh, and I without Hannah urging me to keep going, I I don't think I would have made that film. And then a lot of stuff happened in the edit where lots of stuff kind of went wrong, and the amount of times I like I I thought I would edit that film in four to five weeks, and then ended up taking three months. And I hated it multiple times during that because you, 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 I've watched it, you know, four to five thousand times, making tiny little adjustments. So, yeah, it was. But it, but it got to a point that uh, I, I, I'm, I, I suspect a lot of creatives are like this. But I'm, a, I'm a hero for like 
making getting halfway through a project and then just leaving it. So I was like, I need to finish this. Yeah. So you know, it's not perfect. There's mistakes in it that I know are there. Um, but it's I think that's what short films are for. They're for like testing things out that you that that you know when it's your own film and your own budget and everything that you you get to you know try things that other times you might not be allowed to do and they might fail but failure is one of the most important things in this career yeah well on the topic of your acting how do you remain in like in your character whilst you're playing a role throughout like months and months of filming um it's uh that's a uh I mean, it's just, it's just discipline, really. Um, you know, that's, that's the, that's the gig, really. So, so there's no, there's no real technique of staying in character. It's just you, you, you just do it. I, I'm sorry, that's such a bad answer, but it's just, it's, it is, that's, that's just the whole, it, you just act kind of, you know, and it, it, it's yeah. kind of like, it, it takes a huge amount of concentration. Like you're always wrecked by the end of it because, you know, you're completely focused on a fictional narrative that has to be real to you. Yeah. Um, and you're trying to, at, at the heart of it, you're trying to convince other people that you are someone who you are not. Um, but yeah, there's, the, I don't know, there's not really any techniques of trying to do it. It just kind of, it's a very weird and ethereal career and things kind of just happen sometimes. So, you know, it's just, it's just part of that. Yeah. So kind of, Throughout this, we kind of talked to you a bit about like in, like motivation and kind of what keeps you going. So, another question I'd kind of have is: Is there anyone who you look up to and kind of aspire to be like, or hope you're in one of their movies one day, or, or something like that? Someone in uh, the industry. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many. Um, uh, I don't, I don't, I never want to aspire to be like anyone because I think we all need to be our own thing, and that's how we get a a richer and more varied art. Yeah. One. Or like like you know multiple voices are better than just one or two but um you know there's people like uh landmark uh our production company over here uh in ireland are, are phenomenal um, and i'd love to do something with them and then you know going further into the stratosphere adam driver uh, will be one of my favorite actors at the moment yeah definitely. Um, and greta gerwig anything that greta gerwig did i would i would i would Hold Greta Gerwig's coffee on set for four years <laughs> just to work with her. She's she's incredible. Yeah. All right. So, kind of another question would be: You see a lot of film happening in America, and you have kind of mentioned film in Ireland. I was kind of just wondering, how kind of do you feel about the film industry in Ireland and where it's going and where it is now and where you hope to see it? Uh, I think it's, I think it's really exciting. I think we have a, a phenomenal film industry and and. Uh, I think it's growing by the day in no small part because people like Element Pictures, you know, with their huge successes with like um, Room and and uh, The Lobster and all the ones that they're co-producing and stuff like that. And people like Lenny Abramson who, you know, takes on like normal people and all these yeah. things. Um, but I, I, and I just think, because I think Ireland is such an odd kind of thing because we're such a small country, but we produce some of the best artists the world has ever seen throughout history and still to this day, I would think. Um, it's just, obviously, we don't have as much resources as other countries do that, like, you know, like London or, or America, like LA, New York. But I think it's beginning to kind of shift that more attention is being paid to the, to the Irish film industry. And, and I think nothing but good will come from that because some of the, the, the Irish movies that have been coming out of the last couple of years are, are just 
absolutely phenomenal. Um, so I'm just really excited to see what happens next. All right. So thanks so much for coming on. It's, it's been really great having you here and kind of seeing your perspective as well as kind of some views from the inside of kind of what the acting industry is like in Ireland as well as just the film industry as a whole. So kind of just thanks a lot for coming on and kind of wishing you all your future thanks projects and stuff. It was great to have you. Thank you. Thanks a million. Thanks. All right. Uh, now we have a piece on camera and theatre acting with Will Probert. I'm just going to do a short segment on uh, theatre versus acting on camera, just the, the difference, the guide uh, for actors. Uh, people might assume that theatre and acting on camera work are the same because they're just both acting, but everything you do is different, uh, definitely in the different formats, it's just all unique. Uh, and I, I actually have some theatre experience, so I would know apart from, you know, uh, uh, apart from, you know, actual being paid for it. Uh, so the first thing you must consider is that <laughs> the audience uh, in relation uh, to the two art forms are in different locations. In the film, the audience is right next to you and you can see everything because the camera's like pressed up against your face, sometimes a bit too close, it gets uncomfortable. Uh, so everything you have to do is it has to be smaller and kind of more realistic. On the other side of it, the audience cannot see your face in the back of the and in the back rows, and you can't just make everything bigger when you're on stage. Your movement, your emotion, and your voice. Everything needs to be overdramatic and overdone because the whole theatre must you know, see it and hear it. Secondly, you must think about your performance on stage and how much like how you must have to do everything in one take. You know, you can't you can't go go again, you can't you know, oh, can we just, you know, redo that line? You you you're in a live stage, live performance. You can't mess up. Of course, you're going to have weeks or well, months of preparing, unlike actors who are acting with camera, but they can always just do it again and just, you know, uh, reset. And <laughs> theatre is just, you know, if you make a mistake, everyone's going to be looking at you, everyone's going to be shaming you, and, you know, it's just, it's not good. Uh, finally, you need to consider that the theatre is really draining. I mean, you know, you're on stage, you're singing, you're shouting, you're trying to project your voice, and... I mean, it's just, you're going to get so, so tired. Uh, it's a lot more physical, and you're just, you're just going to, you know, flat out, you know, want to give up. Uh, but you have to keep up your energetic persona just, just for the audience, because they pay, they pay to see uh, your performance. Uh, now, acting on camera can be draining in a different way. Uh, it's just all the waiting around can make you mentally tired. I mean, you, you take days, just film one little, you know, two-minute, uh, shot and it's just really frustrating uh, and it can really just you know bring you down um, just all the way down and you just you you can't perform at that, that kind of that kind of level so just in conclusion both both sides have their pros and cons but the truth is actors usually have a decent proficiency in both forms of acting and they of, of course they'll have their preference but they want to switch it up every now and then because you know staying on one you know, form of acting for too long can just, uh, it can really bore you, not bore you, but more just, you know, it just won't be fun for, for that long. <laughs> Thank you, Will. Well, that just about wraps it up then, doesn't it? Thank you guys so much for doing this. It was a very insightful half hour. Thanks to Shane O'Regan for doing the interview. Thank you to our interviewers, Greg and Luke. And thank you to our scriptwriters, Tim. That's all from us. Thank you and goodbye.